Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and the boys from the Bay. As they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and the boys from the Bay. You're On The Clock. I counted by 10, yeah, 15, 20, 25, 30, yeah, get the money, throw it in the furnace, yeah, this shit be funny, burn it just to burn it. What's going on, the clock fans, man? Listen, it is June 3rd, this beautiful Thursday. I have a full pack show for you, okay? I have a special guest joining the show with us. I have shy sports chick Taylor Mathis joining the show with us. Trust me to tell you, you're going to want to see uh, see her on YouTube. You want to hear about her podcast. You're going to want to take a look at all her betting needs, all her betting advice. She got it all. I also have those reckless dudes, those boys from the Bay, Reggie Edwards and Tyrone Benson join the show. We got a lot of talk about LeBron walking off, Damian Lillard dropping 55. We also got to talk about Danny Age and who's going to be in Boston next as far as the head coaches brad stevens gets the job and promotion listen we have so much for you it's not even funny man come join us on this thursday trust me you don't want to miss nothing you're on the clock Listen, uh, they say my killing's horrendous. How he's still in the business? Rich as hell and it's feeling tremendous. My Duke's chilling in Venice. Compliments of an elder's descendant. If hell with these ratings, this shit only propel my ascension. What's up, boys? Y'all been good, man? What's up? Yes. Brother, actually have a voice. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see why we still get muted. We you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. He's so nasty. <laughs> Brother, always trying to find. Just how try, was your weekend? Just trying wow. to be professional. Just trying we to be professional. We're going to flip it up on you. How was your weekend? My, my week has been good, man. My weekend was great my week has been even better man we've been really it's good been, you know what it's the i ain't smoked today <laughs> let me go ahead and light up real quick and then That's, we can get back that, and start back, this over i got you uh, man no oh, let's, back, let's, back up, let's back this up rewind it. yeah <laughs> Firing up like he little Wayne about to spit fire on the (laughs) It's good, bro, man. I can't complain, man. Everything's been going good. We have so much going on, man. First off, let's let's give it up to our our new sponsor, man, Dr. Squatch, man. If you guys don't know, Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene by proving all natural, high-quality products uh, that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All soaps are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass-produced. Some of the things that they have are bar soap, shampoo, conditioner, beard oils, colognes, you name it, they got it. Trust me when I tell you, fellas, this is a great Father's Day's gift. Ladies, if you're listening, go get your Father's Day gift. I'm telling you, this soap is going to be amazing for you. That's a shout-out to our sponsor, man. So every time you see Dr. Squatch around, just let them know the On The Clock sent you, man. So, boys, what's going on, man? I had to shoot that out there real quick. I need some beard oil. Oh, yeah. Doc got you. I need need a beard. (laughs) You just need a beard. You you got that baby face over there. You're 50 years old with a baby face, no hair. (laughs) He going to go down with it, man. He He must have been great in the Army. He ain't never had a shave, bro. I didn't have to shave till I got to the arm dry shaving and basic training. How you 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 the whole time? You grow a nah, beard for it? Army, yeah, no, nah, like I get like little stubbles and stuff. Oh, okay, that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah you know me, sense. you know me, bro. was stationed together for a little bit. Yeah, up in North Carolina, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I got when I got kid out of my house, I stayed with Reggie. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. <laughs> and you know, staying with me, it was staying with the bastard. But, but, yeah, exactly. Oh, man, <laughs> get, I, getting I in more trouble. Lie. You're getting in more trouble. Yeah, I got more trouble, Reggie. <laughs> but you know what, man? That I'm just goes to show. That goes to show how long we've known each other, man. How long we've been taking care of each other, man. That's that's dope, man. That's what's up. When you can rely on your brother like that. Hey, hey, fellas, real quick, man. I know we we have a lot going on. We have a guest coming on here as well. So listen. I got to ask you guys, because we, we've, been, we've been closely watching LeBron for years, and we always have that LeBron-MJ talk. We always have all these things going on. But let's, let's be honest, man. The Lakers falling to the Suns all right, the other night sent off a whole bunch of signals. Now, I've been telling people, and, and we pretty much agreed in the sense that, well, I think except for Reggie. Reggie said the Lakers yeah. in five. I think he said Lakers in five. But I've been telling you the Suns aren't going to lay down. I don't know if they're going to win this series, but they, they're not going to lay down to LeBron and the Lakers. I need to ask you first off. Let's let's review the game. Let's let's talk about the game itself. What were your thoughts, Tyrone, when you saw it? What were some of your things that you saw when you saw the Lakers playing against the Suns, man? Um, man, they did it without Chris Paul, basically. Yeah, they had a freaking no name point. I'm gonna say no name, but the point guard we didn't even know about 
he came out, he had 17 points in the first half. So, yeah. I mean, he was doing his thing. Chris Paul, they don't need him sparingly. They didn't really need him. No, they didn't. Booker, so, Booker caught fire quick on the first quarter with 18 points. I mean, he he, yeah. he, he became a problem real quick. Yeah, because Chris Paul only had nine points. Yeah. And so it's like, all right. Yeah. Then yeah. little dude, uh, Payne, the, the other guy, he went seven for 11 with 16 points. Uh, dude off the bench, another guy off the bench had 11. So they got a lot of bench play. So, I mean, yeah. It was, that, hey, that, they're scrappy. They are, man. And then they don't go away. I think Booker is the key, though. I think Booker starting off on a fast pace like that, I think, is, is definitely the key. I, I know it's hard to duplicate something like that, but. It's the key for the Suns. I really think he gets the bench going. He gets everybody else moving. Like, he gets people involved. Uh, he draws double teams. Like, he's really – I think he's the one that needs to start it off. Does that mean – you know what I mean? I mean, LeBron got to take more than 19 shots. Oh, I mean, I, that was Kobe or Jordan. Yeah. That's in 30s, 30, 35, 40s. Right, and, and we're going to – I'm going to talk about his performance. I, right now, I'm trying to I'm trying to stick to the game, but you're right, man. That 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 thing pissed me off, man. Reggie, what, what was your thoughts on the Lakers-Suns, man? First off, oh, every time you say first off, I think of, I think of, uh, uh, <laughs> I think of uh, our math teacher. All right, I think of Miss Walker. All right, every time you say first off, I think of Miss Walker, off. our math teacher, because that's how she used to start a sentence. Right, because I'm about to come at you with some right heat. from heat. Yeah, go ahead. My Uh-oh. initial prediction was that LA was going to win in five if Chris Paul was going to be able to come back and play. Right now. I didn't expect for what to happen to happen last night. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect for and basically if you look at the box score, the Lakers starters didn't do anything to help. They didn't do a damn thing. Pope, Pope had zero, Schroeder had zero, Drummond had seven, Maury I mean, had four. And these are starters. You know these are starters. The problem the problem with this game was I think the Lakers bench had more points than the whole starters yeah. combined. Yeah. Yeah. Horton and Kuzma you know, had 26 combined. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So look, man, I hate to say it. And I, I know I've been riding with LeBron because I say he is the king, but it looks like the king done turned into uh, the pupil and he's getting beat and ran over. Right. Oh, you know, I agree with you. My, my, so when you say those numbers and you look at this stuff, this this is things have been contemplating in my head, right? We 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 have played football, we have been in team environments, we've been in locker rooms, okay? When I see the starters have zero points in a four quarter game, I don't care if you're getting blown out. I don't care if they're getting blown out. If it's a four quarter game, there's no way that there's there, there's no way that there's not something going on in the locker room. Something's going on in the locker room to the point where they are not trying anymore, if that makes any well, sense. Well, if you look at it, they didn't want to shoot the ball. What was it? Yeah. They, they didn't shoot the ball bro, at all. Bro, they, Drummond, they, Drummond shot five times. Yeah. Morris shot twice. I feel like you I know? feel like they just – bro, uh, for Hope me – shot once. This is, on, why, this is why people get upset with the NBA and sit there and say it's rigged. That game last night looked like we just want to get through the, through the night. Let's get home. Because to see LeBron James on the end of the, on the one end of the floor that missed a shot or whatever it was, the Suns rebounded. They're in transition. They're going down the court. To see him still down by the other end walking while the other four teammates are trying their best to get back on defense and play. And, make, and then it's a five-on-four at that time with the Suns. To watch him walk like that, let me know that he gave this game away on purpose. Okay? Well, and if that he, was almost like what he did except more blatant. Oh, it, I agree with you. That's, that's exactly what I was talking about with the Heat. Yeah, I agree with you. It was, it was, it was like, here, take the game. Well, I'm done. And just like I texted you earlier, that just proved to me that LeBron ain't 100% either. But if, if, it's, if it's not physical, and you're right, he might not be physically, but, bro, what it looked like to me was like LeBron was making a statement somewhere in the sense of, okay, you think you fuckers are going to do this? Look, you need me to win games. So here, go try to win. Like he did not look like he like LeBron James. And again, the LeBron James MJ comparison goes back. There's no way. There's no way MJ lays down like that. There's no uh, way MJ shit, lays down. No way, there's no way Kobe lay down like Kobe, that. Kobe bro, there's like no that. You're going to get every ounce of, of those guys. You know what I'm saying? There's no way. And I think LeBron James is one of the best basketball players in the world. I, I, can't, I compliment him every single time when he does something off the court. 
that whole thing pissed me off when I'm looking at the king, just like basically saying, having a tantrum, what it, what it looks like, just go ahead and go down court and play. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. That's not that's not the mentality that we want. You know what I mean? Yep, that's not how they are supposed to be the goat. That's not how you supposed to act, man. You gotta keep battling no matter what. I agree, and that's where that's why I'm sitting there, like wondering, wondering who who's the one that pissed off LeBron? Who's the one that sat there and said, "I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, I don't care about the game." You know what I'm saying? Like that's where I'm. I don't understand. Watching it from a fan point of view, it's like, oh shit, they are, they gave up. Like they're giving this game away. You know what I mean? Yep, I, I seen it. Oh yeah, I feel it. We've been I mean, in locker just, rooms like that. We've been in locker rooms where we're like, man, I don't give a fuck. Or we've been in locker rooms like, yo, we're not laying down. Like, there's no, there's, you, you, remember, we grew up with a, with a model since we were 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? The model was can't lose, won't lose. You know what I'm saying? That's period. That was a lifestyle. That was the mentality. That's what, that's what was set forward. That was a standard for us. And, and I kind of like to think we have, we have kept that up our entire lives. You know what I'm saying? Hey, my youth team still says that. We chat that all the time. See, wow. See it's just amazing that this game was over in the late part of the second quarter. Yeah, and well, we got down by like 30 points at halftime. Bro, crazy. it was well, 66 to 35. Yeah, when I turned the game on, it was 44 to 20 something. Yeah, bro. It was it was no reason. They didn't want to. Something happened, bro. I'm sorry. Something happened that, that they were all. Pissed off about you know what I'm saying that that game wasn't about basketballs or making shots or all this stuff like the attempts weren't even there you know what I'm saying that like something yeah that might be something internal right it just uh, looked internal I'm like there's no goddamn way you you're in a, the, a whole ten point second quarter right bro come on bro they, they look like man f you I'm gonna lose this shit on purpose now to not to make it even worse to watch LeBron James walk off the court past the bench. Down the tunnel and into the locker room with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. You tell me or show me where MJ did it, Kobe did it, Shaq did it, Barkley did it. Show me where guys just walked the fuck off and said, F this. Should last hurt. person is probably hurt. Yeah. Bro, no, and, and we, I get that. Bro, I get that, bro. I get that. Take it back old school, man. Hell, when Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons did, when the Bulls finally beat him. Yes. Shit, that, that blackballed Isaiah Thomas. It, it, it did, man. They, they, they didn't shake hands or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah you're I right. Mean, about that. Is it going to hurt LeBron like that? I doubt it. It's a different era. No, man. I mean, to me, to me, it hurts. I don't yeah, care if it's a young era or old era. LeBron did it in Miami. He did it in Cleveland. And he did it again now. The times that he did it, I'm telling you, the, the, he was gone after, those, after that. He left. Is he eligible to leave now, though? But he's no. not going to leave because he wants to play with his son. Right, and he's going to st- – again, he could play anywhere with his son. That He could play anywhere. With nah, him. they're going to play out in L.A. Right, and then they are, man. And I don't think he's going to leave L.A., but I just – it pissed me off to watch this dude. He's going to the Clippers. Nah, he ain't going to go to Clippers. If he goes anywhere, if if anything, I hope Damon Lillard freaking advocates for him, but we know Damon Lillard doesn't like uh, souped-up teams. He ain't going all the way to Portland either. Right. He go, go back to Cleveland before he do anything else. Right. And and that's where, again, bro, to watch LeBron James just walk off and say, "F this game," you know what I'm saying? Let mm-hmm. me know. Let me know what type of what type of king we have here, and let me know what type of guy that that we got going on. You know what I'm saying? That's that's. I, I don't know about you. What do you what do you you think, Reggie? You think walking off in the middle of five games doesn't matter? Is it's okay or what? What do, what do you think? Because you've been quiet over there, and I know this is your guy. It's not my guy. Hold on, wait a minute. Whoa, I'm not. A, I'm not a LeBron James fan like that. I just like his play. I don't know if you know he was hurt or if there was a problem or if anything. I can't say that's the issue. I can say that you know it just depends on what his situation was. I don't think it's a good look to walk off the court. Right. Even if you hurt, you know what I'm saying? At least hit the bench, figure out if you need to go back to the back locker room, talk to the trainer, and then go back there if that's what needs to be done. Yeah. But, you know, for him, it's LeBron. He can do whatever he wants to. You know, no matter how much me and you might think it's not a good look, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's LeBron James. It is, bro, but this hurts the legacy that I'm telling you about. This hurts the the this whole. Is, this is not going to hurt his legacy, bro. He will never. This is why, in the, if you if you ever ask me who's the top five or top three best NBA players of all time, MJ, Kobe, LeBron, it's like that. But after watching this for the third time with LeBron, 
after watching for the third time, I might have to remove him from number three to number four. For what? For what? Because you, if you're going to be called a you goat, if you're going to be called a goat, you can't remove him. You can't remove him from being an asshole. Yes, you can. You, no, you can't. Isaiah got if removed. You, if you're a goat, you're. But Isaiah wasn't even. Isaiah ain't even up there in the top five. I, to be I agree with about that. Goat. Yeah. Come on now, let's stop that there. If you're going to move him, you need to move him for a reason about his play. If this dude comes out and get four more championships, you're still going to say he's below because at this time he's walked off the court? No, you're not. This you're time He's done it three, three times already. And he's still in your top three doing it three times. I, no, he's he, he, he at the third time, it's over, bro. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. No, he can't come over you, there, bro. Bro, first of all, the performance right. he had last night, before the, the performance that he had last night, knowing that he has that AD lets me alone know that he's number three, four, five, maybe down there. There's no way, and, and there's right. no way that if, you play that way. LeBron comes out. If LeBron comes out next year and they win a championship, and LeBron comes out the year after that and they win another one, let's just say they win out of the next three years, they win two. If one, he's still going to be up there with the numbers of the GOATs. And you can't just say, oh, well, he walked off the court. So because he walked off the court, he's number five or six. No, no, he's not. He's uh, his level of play. And his, when he's on and he's playing, yes, he's probably the top five basketball player. His attitude, if we're just talking about attitude and him, yes, he's an asshole. So, but course, don't we take the whole thing? We, 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 we don't break him up. We take the whole entire player. When Michael have you Jordan, ever seen Michael... Michael Michael walk off. I've never seen Michael walk off, but mm-hmm. I heard I seen him degrade players. Okay, I seen him. So that's fine. What do you mean degrade players? Like talk shit and practice. Yeah. What, you, bro? Okay, listen, look, to me. Look, we all look, saw the last dance. He he said it. No, 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 no. You're not gonna do the MJ. Look what he did to Kwame Brown. He he pushed Kwame Brown. Kwame fucking Kwame Brown hurting his feelings twenty years later. If you think about it, no one's saying anything about what Michael. Okay, well, Michael Jordan's not in my goat because he gambled and and, and had that issue and he was betting. That has nothing to do with so the character walked, of the game. LeBron James has nothing what to do with him walking off the court. What he did, walking off the, it sends a message. He's the leader. He's the leader. Yes, it does. Reggie, Reggie, being a goat. Listen, Bro, you Reggie, you're that. telling me, you're telling me with the Tampa Bay Bucks, you're telling me if fucking you're losing a football game. <laughs> To the Saints, like you did, you guys got blown the fuck out. You guys got blown out in that game. You're telling me if Tom Brady walks his ass to the locker room, it don't fucking matter. No, he's still the goat. Fuck out of here. Nah, nah. You know nah. why it doesn't matter? Nah. You know why it doesn't matter? Because I hope my viewers. I'm, next time, my viewers. I hope y'all get to see us live and get to see us because you will see this. That's why it don't matter. Oh my god! Because Tom Brady will walk in the There's locker room. There's a sense of leadership you have to hold, the room and then he'll be just be sitting back <laughs> and, and doing looking like that while everybody walked through. Whatever, There's a sense of There's a sense of leadership that you have to have because you have seven rings oh. does not give you entitlement to act like an ass, bro. But being a leader does not mean you to go. There's why not? It's an attribute that you have. You're telling me Kobe wasn't a leader. But, bro, it's part of the game. That's not what I'm telling you. What I'm saying is just because you're a leader attribute don't mean you have to be a GOAT. Tom Brady got seven championships. Right, and he never walked off a game. And if he walks off one, he's still going to have seven championships. I understand. <laughs> no, I understand he's got championships, but it so hurts still your arm. Go. It hurts the chink of your armor, bro, because we talk about all-around players. I don't know. I hope you understand what I'm saying. You're talking yeah, about his man. character. He walked off the court. Okay, yeah, he walked off the court. I get it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if he wins four more championships, you're going to be saying, still saying, man, LeBron's up there. Oh, oh, he's up there. For for you guys, oh, no, yeah. No, no, but, for me, for me, 19, but for me, for me, he's he not, bro. But for me, he's not. In 2014, he walked off the court. 2020, he walked off the court. He but walked for, off three times. Bro, so he's but for me, he's done, bro. He's got the most this is the third the time this man has walked off. He listen to me doing that stuff like that, but then preaching that he's a team player at the best. But the difference okay. is though, at the best, the first two times he did it, they were the that was a final game. So that man, that, was, that was it. The finals. That was it. It doesn't matter if it's a final game or not, bro. It doesn't like for you to walk off a game and it, you're not talking about a, a bench player. We're not talking about some. Uh, all average all star player. You're talking about LeBron James, who is widely considered as the greatest basketball player to ever play. 
okay, and just because he walked off the court, he's still going to be considered the greatest basketball he, player he might ever be, to play. He might be that's able to be up there for championships and other stats. But when you talk about all-around player, emotionally and all that, he's not there no more, bro. That, listen, walking off that court lets me know that he's truly – all that team bullshit that he preaches all year long, it's not true. Something went down in L.A. Something went on. What, what hurt him was he came out, and there ain't going to be no AD. I got my shoulders big enough to carry the load. He kind of put his foot in the mouth. That's probably why he walked off. It's probably maybe all that man. Is true. All that is true. I get it. I don't know, understand I why AD's care. over at the game anyway. AD should have been back in LA, get recovery or something like that, knowing that you weren't going to play this game. There's no reason for you to fly out. You needed to be getting recovery for Game Six. You know what I'm saying? Whether whether they won or not, it was going to force a Game Six. So he should have been back trying to recover as much as possible, not fly out to Phoenix to to go watch a game. You know what I mean? Hey, trying to be a t- supporter, man. Yeah, right. support your ass by getting better. That's I what you need to do. Still out, but I want every game. Yeah, but you you blew your AC. <laughs> bro. You I were had, still going to physical I therapy like sur- during the week, I man. Sur- I had surgery. It was on crutches, and I was still out the game. Matter of fact, I went out during the coin toss on crutches. So, so here we go. Here, here we go. Since we're talking about me, me, me. Look, here we go, me, me, me. Saying, this sounds like me, me, me. Now he is an NBA. All star who should have been home resting or getting recovery from the LA, knowing Why? damn well we got to come back so, to LA. So we need him. They need a, him. Just because he's an all star, he's more important than me and Ty in our situations. Yes, yes, completely. <laughs> completely. He's more important than all of us right now. I'm, I'm just talking about from basketball. They knew that he was gonna, he wasn't gonna be there. He should have been recovering. You know what I'm saying? The guy that left it all on the line was Damon Lillard. Watching him drop 55 points in double overtime, and he has no fucking help. Whatsoever. No, Damian does that all the time. He does, bro. I feel bad that he opened his mouth and said he doesn't like super teams because I don't think anybody wants to go to Portland anyway. Right. And that's why I said, I was telling a coworker today, he's almost like Russell Westbrook. Yes. I mean, Russell, I mean, he could have went anywhere he wanted, but he, but he got traded to the Wizards. But when he was yeah. a free agent, he stayed with, he stayed with uh, OKC. Yeah. Like he just, I mean, he wants to try to make everybody better, but I mean, Litter ain't got Litter ain't got no supporting cast at all. At all, he needs to look at uh, he needs to look into the future. I know he signed that big contract last year. I know he got a whole bunch of money for. It. I get that, but Lillard needs to look into the future. He needs to look five years down the road. He needs to see himself. Where am I going to be at? What do I need? Because him and that team by themselves are not going to get past the first round or second round just doing what they're doing. They need another player to come there. So I don't know if it hurt him by saying he doesn't like super teams and everybody else is like, well, fuck, I guess I'm not going to go to Portland to play with Dane. That ain't hurt him. He just don't like super teams. That don't mean you got to build a super team to get a championship. So All, all he needs is shooters. He needs a Scotty Pippen. Shooters. He needs a Scotty Pippen. He needs a Scotty. Look, I mean, Westbrook has, what, uh, Bradley Beal. I mean, and they, they all they need is shooters, and they're going to be all right. Well, that, so. but again, if you if you get somebody like for instance, Kawhi Leonard, I believe opts out. I don't know if it's this year, but I think it maybe next year, he opts out. You know what I'm saying? Damon Lillard in a Kawhi Leonard situation would be better because Kawhi needs a freaking Batman. He is not the leader that people think he is. So Damon, who doesn't like super teams, you're gonna have to start advocating to get more players in there to your caliber to help you. Propel you into what you want is in the championship. You really don't need his caliber players. He just needs some better support. He needs some shooters. Yeah, yeah, he needs some shooters. He needs help, man. Because to watch him, he's come to the magic. Oh, we got shooters. We ain't got no star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Leonard, come on down to Orlando, bro. Man, we tax free, baby. Like, bro, bro, I promise I y'all push that tax free shit. How much you want to play with Carmelo anymore out there? Yeah. You know, come on down to come on down to Orlando. Damn, damn I forgot Carmelo's on damn team. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all sleeping on Portland? They actually got a pretty good team. No, they they got they, a decent they, team. They, I just don't think they can propel. I don't think yeah. they can push. Car- I don't, Carmelo ain't I don't think they out. got the. I don't think they got the right coach. Oh, Carmelo ain't true, pushing too. out 30, 25, 30 points a game anymore. So yeah, he's more, he more, he more yeah. of a role player. Thirty eight, you know, so. 
That's true, man. He is up there with you, Don. It could be. It could be a coaching situation because no, you down like fifty six. Danny got his birth But it's funny you mentioned coaching, right, Reggie? Because you said it could be red. Uh, it could be coaching because the same thing happened with the uh, with the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? When when Jackson left and they brought in uh, Steve Kerr, it was a total flip flop. Now Steve Kerr knows what to do with with a Clay Thompson and a, and a Steph Curry because he was a shooter. You know what I'm saying? So he knows where to place them, what's the best play scenario that helped him do his thing. Now, it helps when Steph Curry can bomb from freaking 55 feet away, you know what I'm saying, from half court and make them consistently. But Larry can bomb from there too. Oh, yeah, he can. He definitely can. So that's what I'm saying. So so maybe it is is a coaching thing because the reason I bring it up is because in Boston, Danny Ainge stepped down as GM. He wants to retire. They said it's been coming for months or whatever the case is. They take the coach, Brad Stevens, I believe it is, and he's they're bumping him up now to GM. If you're looking for a coach, who coaches Boston? And are they going to do the same thing as Brooklyn does and go get some former NBA player? You know what I mean? What, what, do, you, what do you think? I think we should just forget about Boston, to be honest with you, because I don't even yeah. like Boston. Yeah, uh, man, a lot of people don't, man. Just no, no, no. You, nah, man. It's funny you said it because – go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, but um... – I mean, when it's time to step down, it's time to step down. You know, I mean, Pat Riley did the same thing. You know, when he yeah. was coaching, he stepped down and let Spolster uh, take over uh, from him, and then he went into basketball operations. Um, yeah. You know, the same things going on at Duke right now. Uh, Mike just got his replacement, yeah. so we about to get time without him. So it just comes an opportunity in time where you get tired and you don't want to coach no more, and you just want to. You know, move off and do something else. So I can respect. Yeah, you know? I, I can. I can respect yeah, Danny yeah. for doing that. I can. Yeah. The the reason why I ask you this is because one, who um, taking Brad Stevens, moving him directly into GM after all what only being there what three maybe four years now. This is this is my issue with it, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Okay, when there's already a lack of minority in GM spots or head coaching spots in major. Athletics, right? In professional athletics. The NFL has the Rooney rule, which we all know the Rooney rule ain't shit because it still don't, you know what I'm saying, promote there's just something for I think to put on the books and be good with. I don't think it's something that that they truly dive into. I don't know. But to see that nobody else gets an opportunity to even apply for the job. You know what I'm saying? And again, it could be that they just really like Brad Stevens. You know what I'm saying? It could very well be. I could very well be there in Boston. And, and there you go. They're in Boston. That's that, that's probably another issue. This is it, we do things differently here in Boston as 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 Boston people say, but I, I would like to have seen at least a job be offered in the league or around the league or you know into the sports world. Um now if they made the move, then Danny Ainge and, and Brad Steve, this is probably a move that's been coming for a long time since right. they did it that way. Right. Now I I want to see now, I want to see, okay. Are you going to truly open up and interview a plethora of coaches? You know what I'm saying? I want to see. That's what I really want to see. Now, I know Doc Doc coached for the Celtics. I, I know he did. So they're pretty open-minded. But I would love to have seen, you know, an opportunity at the GM level for an opportunity for, for a minority to at least apply but, for I mean, the job. Is there really that many? I don't NBA, they don't really talk about, they really don't talk about that issue as they do, like, the NFL. They, they don't, it's man. Not, like, I, like, there's only, like, what? I think two or three black head coaches in the yeah, NBA yeah, at all. Like, they do. So right. I, mean, I don't think I don't think coaches worry about that kind of stuff in the NBA. They don't. Yeah, and right. this, this is strictly for me. I, I mean, I would love to have right. seen at least a job be offered. Because could you imagine? Could you imagine if the job's yeah. offered as a GM level and they go ahead and and, and hire Shaka Smart, baby? <laughs> they hire you know uh, Eric Spoelstra as another head. You know what I'm saying? To go over. You know what I'm saying? Like, offer it to somebody. What if Doc wanted to go back over there and be a GM? You know what I'm saying? Or Doc at nine anyway. Doc's with the Clippers. Doc's with the Clippers. Oh, yeah? No, no, no. Doc's not with the Clippers. Who, who's Doc oh, Rivers with? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm bad. He left there. Oh, Billy. Yeah, he's with the 76ers. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. Yeah, hey, he's, dang, got the, he's got the worst shooter in the league. He's got freaking... <laughs> He's Bro, got, what, happened with your, what happened with your notes today? You supposed to be on it. Oh man, I I I gapped it. Once I see Clippers, how they're bad they are, I was like, yeah, that must be all over Doc, because uh, Doc hasn't had a team like a good team since the Celtics, pretty much. Now, now imagine if Doc Rivers coached the Clippers now. Would that would they what they got? I don't know how different that would be. Hopefully, because I mean, he is a leader, he is a motivator. Yeah, I mean, he, he coached the Magic. I mean, hell, he took a man. Hey. 
Donald Rickers is a good coach. Oh, I, I agree. But, but again, I don't know that many. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. You guys help me out. I don't know that many black coaches or GMs that are in the league in, in NBA. And it's not such a big issue in the NBA like it is the NFL. But the NFL can't get it right either. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's not a huge issue. But I would have liked to have seen the job offered at least. To, to a lot of people because there's a lot well, of well, well, Celtics. Maybe just filling just fill in until they do that process. And, and maybe. Maybe he's an interim. Uh, yeah. I would have thought they'd announced it, but if you had to pick a coach, I don't even know who's out there available. You just think, yeah, I don't even know who's I, out I, there. I mean, there, there was a lot of black head coaches, you know. Portland, Portland used to have one. Good yeah. couple. Good couple. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you looking. Yeah. You're looking like this is this, this, it's a good hand. It's a cold ass wet dog. It's a cold ass wet. Cold ass wet dog. It's cold, cold blooded out there. Cold blooded. No one, no one. I remember what Doc Rivers, uh, Mo Cheeks. He coached uh, Seven Six for a little bit. Yeah, yeah you forget about you forget about some of the good. Oh, ones oh, oh Lenny, Lenny. There you go. Yeah, yeah. you forget about Casey and Monte. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's like that's a, that's a hard time though. We're talking about that's like, a long like, time ago. Years, coaches. You didn't see. I hate when y'all try to. <laughs> well, that's coaches. We talking about you. Y'all said black kid coaches. Y'all didn't say <laughs> men. How many? How many current? How many current? How many? Look up how I many mean, current right now. So now, so now y'all on the current. So go ahead. Look look how many current head coaches there are. Yeah, that's true. I think it's only four. Um, and I and that's just coming off the top of my head, just thinking of because um, one of them was one of them was on the head coach of the Raptors when they won, wasn't it? Yeah, or that was the owner. Was that the owner? No, owner ain't black. No, no, not the owner. I'm sorry. The the I think the GM was. I'm sorry. The GM. You're talking about GM or head coach? Uh, either or. Maybe it was. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm it's, of, it's not a. It's not a lot of things like four. I want to say four. Yeah, I knew I was, there was there was a couple in the league like when Doc was at Boston. There was a couple because Lenny was still coaching, and so there was a couple. Good hell, we won that. Eric um, Spolster got the job in Miami. Man, there, I right? was, was on it. Head. I hit it on the head. It's it's four. Huh? Four. Out of how many NBA teams? Thirty. Well, I mean, it would be it would be five teams? because we forget about Doc. Okay. So then you go. So there you go. But and again, maybe man, it's not. I'm not. How can I say? I'm not bashing the NBA because the NBA does a really good job of of dealing yeah, we with. Hear about that? Yeah, yeah, dealing with everything that goes on in the NBA. I just would have liked to have seen. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, offered at least. I guess why we don't hear more about it is because we have a couple of black owners in the NBA. You know, it's a too. lot of you know, it's a lot of black people that own NBA teams. I know. There's like 22 people that own freaking the Heat and the Marlins. So yeah. I mean, so yeah. I mean. I think it's not. I think it's not really too much because we see it is ownership minority and ownership. Okay. Um, you got Jordan. You got Jay Z. Sold his part, didn't he? No, he still got some shares. Uh, okay. You got you got Usher. You got uh, like you got people. Yeah. Serena you got that group. You got part of Miami. That, you group that had the Charlotte team for a while. Mm. Um, yep. you know, the, they got the New Orleans team. Like, bro, it's we're represented in ownership, so yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> listen, man, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to take too much more of your time, man. I want to bring on our guests, uh, on the clock radio fans. Listen, this is going to be a great interview. You're going to love this. To get her input, she is shy sports chick. She, her name is Taylor Mathis. You can follow her on IG. She's a sports journalist uh, out in Phoenix who was originally. Born in Chicago. Listen, it's going to be an awesome interview. Stick around. She Don't go anywhere. She is not a Bucks fan. She is a Cowboys fan. <laughs> She's a Cowboys we need fan. to put some money. You know what? We need to put some money on game one. We need yeah, to bet with her. She, she gives one. you the point yeah. spread. She does it on TikTok, IG. She gives point spreads and all, man. She knows her business, man. This is that's, why she knows, that's why she knows Dallas finna lose. She knows the point Week spread. One, so yeah. on Week one. Week one. We won point spread against Dallas. I know the outcome on that. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'll make sure. I'll make sure to ask her on the next break. I'll make sure when when we take a break, I'll be on the other side with Taylor Mathis. Don't go anywhere. You're on the clock. Your soap is. Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. 
You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. Real soap for real men. Or don't and continue to be mommy's little helper. What's going on, O'Clock fans, man? I am super pumped to have this next guest. You have no idea. Uh, as you guys know, I talk about it quite a bit on the podcast about point spreads and betting and doing all kinds of uh, side hustles when it comes to gambling with sports. But I, my next guest, uh, she's no stranger to sports. She's in that sports world. I have shy sports chick, none other than Taylor Mathis, joining the show. How are you doing, ma'am? How are you been? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm doing great. As I was telling you right before, I just got back from vacation in Miami. It was my first time going. Absolutely loved it. Had a blast. Yeah. But now I'm, you know, trying to get my life together back here in Scottsdale in Arizona. So we're we're just we're getting through the day. We're powering through the work day. That's what's up, man. That's what because I saw the Instagram and I saw how much you know you were living your best life. I was stuck I in, was, in the office, but you were living your best life out there. Uh, I was. On the boat. I, took a, I definitely took some days off. I was I was not really doing work. I looked at my Instagram like I posted to Instagram a lot while I was there, but I did not look at my messages until last night and mm. i was like oh my god my emails just everything i was like i have so much stuff to do when i get back but we're i'm, I'm slowly getting through my to-do list that's what's up but that but and was it a hard transition going from you told me that it wasn't going from miami to arizona i'm, I'm assuming it, like you said you gained time so you're probably yeah. super pumped and you're ready to go yeah i'm feeling great i've got lots of energy i got good night's sleep last night and it's going good that's what's up and like i was mentioning before we me and my friends we we do sports betting and all kinds of stuff you know of course we're super bowl and we do the stupid ones too like you know uh for instance like when the guy was streaking for the super bowl right we were like well can he make the goal line i'm i bet 50 i bet 50 he doesn't reach the goal oh my gosh i love that we were we were doing stupid bets like that you know uh things like okay how many penalties are going to be in the first quarter you know what i'm saying we took Uh it to another level other than just point spread but yeah, we've been doing a long time. So I, when I saw you, you know, you promoting that you were promoting, uh, uh, I believe it was like Bet Karma. Uh, Bet Karma is the company I work for. Yeah. That's so true. I'm kind of their prop girl. Okay. I do all, a lot of prop betting. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> I got you. But I had seen it and I saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh, I definitely got to ask her to come onto the show and talk a little sports with me. Where was your love founded for sports? Have you always found it? Like, was it from small or did you just stumble into it? Yeah, so I actually, growing up, like, I I only have a sister, and um, my dad loves sports, but really the person that got me super into sports was my grandma and my grandpa. They are the biggest, like, Chicago sports fans ever, especially my papa. He just loves sports. He loves to bet, loves everything about it. Um, He took me to my first Cubs game when I was six and taught me how to do a scorecard and when I was younger I thought that was like the coolest thing ever and I became super obsessed with the Cubs specifically I watched every game I did my scorecards every single game I was all about reading up on stats of everybody I was just super obsessed with the Cubs um as I got older that kind of grew into baseball as a whole and then more and more, I really started loving football and being from Chicago, too. We love hockey in Chicago, so I loved hockey. And, of course, the Bulls loved basketball, and now I'm in Phoenix, and I love the Suns. So I've, I've kind of gained all sport, more and more sports love over time, and then I decided to go to school for uh, sports journalism and broadcasting. So that's what I ended up doing. I went to the University of Iowa, and – ended up uh, developing a career in sports journalism. So that's kind of been my my love for sports started young and just kind of grew over the years. And that's what's up because then it doesn't feel like a job at all because you, exactly. it, it's your whole love. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's, that's the whole reason for this podcast. When we got hit with the quarantine and we were stuck in there, I was like, well, we have no sports. I have nobody I can go talk to outside of here. Right. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start 
bringing people on so I can talk to them about stuff right. and just carry it on. And it doesn't feel like a job. It feels actually pretty fun to do it. So Right, exactly. I love it. I, I, I completely understand. You mentioned you're, you're in Phoenix, and so you're, you're a Suns fan. You've adopted that basketball team um, as far as that. I got to see the Instagram post when you went to your game and you, you got to sign it off your, uh, your bucket list. Yeah. How was that? How was that being at an NBA uh, NBA playoff game? It was actually amazing. So actually, um, when I first moved to the Scottsdale area, I worked for a comp- company actually sidelining for the Suns. Mm. So I have been to I was sidelining for the Suns for about two and a half years. I've been to a million Suns games, but I was you know working and covering the team when they weren't that great. <laughs> so I. I saw them lose a lot, um, Mm -hmm. but I know like the arena well and the fan base, and it's really cool to see. I would say the Suns are definitely the team that everybody rallies around in the Valley. Even when they weren't that good, I would still say they had the biggest fan base out of all the Arizona teams. So it was super cool because when COVID hit, I stopped sidelining for the Suns. I've now transitioned more into doing a lot more digital work and I'm kind of doing a lot more sports betting related material now than I was before. So that was my first uh, live basketball game I've been to since I was sidelining. And it was even better that it was a playoff game. It was so fun. We did lose game two, Mm. but the energy in the arena was absolutely amazing. The energy in the Valley right now in general, everybody is behind the Suns. And I mean, I know everybody's like, yesterday, game five, it was such a blowout. Yes, it was. But like to live in this area and know how excited people are here for the Suns to actually be good. It's really exciting to see. I know everybody's saying like, I definitely missed out on the uh, Damian Lillard show last night because yeah. I was watching the Suns in the Lakers. That might have been a more interesting game, but for me, I, I had to cheer on my son, so I had to watch the Suns. Oh, of course, I, I don't blame you. I mean, same thing. I was trying to flip through back and forth to see, you know, the games and things like that, I, and I got to see the Damon go off. And, and you actually touched on a couple of questions I was going to ask you. Uh, I, I know. Anytime, I know they say it's a blowout. I know basketball, once guys don't feel like playing, it, it, it turns into like this, okay, forget it. We'll just go on to the next game and, and we'll right. play. But last, but when watching the Suns play the Lakers and watching them play with them without AD, I, I was convinced that, okay, they're, they're definitely taking the soul out of LeBron a little bit. To watch him walk off in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, I said to myself, oh, yeah, this, this guy's done. He doesn't, he doesn't want to do any more. Uh, he doesn't I play totally anymore. agree. Yeah, it, it, you took him right out of the game. I feel like, um, so I, I'm one of those people, I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like as a sports lover, people either hate LeBron or they love LeBron. I feel like there's no in-between when it comes to LeBron. I'm a LeBron hater, I'm not gonna lie. So <laughs> I like seeing him be defeated like that. I just, I've always thought LeBron is a crybaby. I'm never gonna deny he's obviously one of the greatest basketball talents of all time. One of the greatest athletes to ever live, easily. I would never not say that, but he bothers me. And he's just one of those athletes that bothers me almost for no reason. So to see him lose, I'm all for it. He has enough championships under his belt. I could care less if the Lakers make it any further. And I personally have a lot of confidence in the Suns going into game six. If they come in with that same energy, I know it's going to be in the Staples Center, so it's different. And I do we know officially if AD's playing or not? I feel like it's still a little up in the air. If AD's playing, I obviously think the Suns are going to have a little bit more work on their hands than they did in game five. But I think if they come in with that same energy, I don't think the Suns are going to lose. I think it's only going to take six games, and I think we say g- goodbye to LeBron and the Lakers, and I'll be extremely happy with that. I, I agree with you too. They they have they shown me that they they are pretty much you know uh, they're done. Like they, it doesn't it, I don't, even if they're going back to the Staples Center, I don't even feel even with the energy over there. I think the the Laker fans understand like man, LeBron's not looking like LeBron. He's he's doing that pouty stuff. Man, we got we got to try to pump up. If AD shows up, it is strictly for decoy. It is strictly just to throw the Suns off a little bit. Mm-hmm. If it's a calf or groin injury, whatever the case, you know, because you've had reports for both, it doesn't matter to be that tall, that physical for what he does. He all he can do is hang around the arc. He won't be able to go inside right. like he usually does. He might exactly. be he might the first quarter, 
You're right, because he might be pumped up full of cortisone, cortisone shots or whatever the case may be. But he's not going to he, – he can't perform the way that he's thinking. Watching LeBron play the other night, knowing that AD was out, I, I thought to myself, okay, LeBron has to come in here, and he's got to drop 45 or 50. He's got to have one of those kind of nights. But to see him walking from – after missing a shot, walking – back towards where the Suns have just did a fast transition break. Watching him walk all the way up there and letting his teammates deal with five on four up there, I said, oh, yeah, this is this is, this is is done. This it's is over. Yeah. The, I he, agree. He doesn't want to be here right now. And, and, I don't and, think so. Yeah, it was it was, it was was crazy to see. And you, you hit around the point. You either love LeBron or you don't love him. He has the Tom Brady effect. You know what I'm saying? You either love Tom Brady or you really hate Tom Brady. There's no, mm-hmm. no in-between. Like, yeah, I kind of respect the guy. You know what I mean? And you being a Chicago uh, uh, <laughs> Chicago girl, I have no doubts that you did not like LeBron. You you, you were totally of course, protecting so MJ. Jordan, yeah. If anybody's ever going to argue who the best player is in basketball, you better bet. I'm never saying LeBron James. So. Right, right, right. I, I told, I told buddies of mine of that. Like nobody in Chicago will ever say I love LeBron James. Like it, no, it can never happen. <laughs> so I, I completely understand that. So with the with the Lakers being done, we move on to like the the, the Blazers, right? I just got to see yeah. Damian Lillard go into double overtime because um, once the once I saw that it was a blowout with the Suns, I got to watch a little bit more of, of the what mm-hmm. Damian was doing. It was unfortunate to see them lose in double overtime and and really see like Damon Lillard has nothing around him to help. He has always been right. vocal about I am I'm not about power teams, I'm not about super teams, I'm not Which about I love that. That's one of my biggest things that So if I had to like rank sports, professional sports in order, the NBA comes last for me because I Mm. absolutely hate power teams. And it's like my least favorite thing about the NBA is how all these guys get together and they're like, we're all going to sign contracts here. It just, I feel like doesn't make it as fun because it's very predictable about what teams are going where, like what teams are going to make the playoffs, which really bugs me. I think that's why I like baseball so much because it's very unpredictable. Yes. yes. The long season. I know very different sports, but that I do love Damian Lillard for that reason because he's so not about the whole power team thing. Right. I know. And I totally agree with you. And and I kind of like that as well. I'm watching the Lakers last night. I'm like, well, this is definitely not a super team right. uh, over yeah. here. Th- these guys are defeated. But I kind of I wish that the Blazers or Damian Lillard would be a little bit more inviting to want to have people come over. Does that make sense? Like because mm-hmm. because he said that I don't I don't know if people don't want to go play with him because. The only thing Damon is, is missing is just somebody else to take the relief right. off his shoulders a little bit. Um, right. What do you think, in your opinion, that, that the Blazers can do to try to to try to you know maybe reach a compromise with Damian and figure out guys to bring over? Because I don't know if Blazers is the spot to play or not. You know what I mean? I, but I think so. I think one of the problems too, not even just you know him saying that, like you said, but I just feel like. Portland isn't that desirable of a destination for a lot of guys to want to go to. It's just like, like you said, they, they have Damian Lillard, but like, other than that, what do you have around you? And if you're looking for guys that are wanting to win a championship, like, is that the team that's really going to get it done? Or is Damian Lillard always going to be one of those amazing superstars that never wins a championship? type of th- that never wins a championship you know uh, is are the blazers ever going to win even if they get you know one other good superstar i i really don't know and right. i think going into game six i personally think they're done if yeah. you lose a game with a he scores 55 points and you still lose in double overtime i just don't know i i don't know how you come back for that from that i would never say never because there's of course always a chance but i just think the Nuggets took the series now after that and I I think it's over personally no no and you're and you're absolutely right I hit it right on the you hit it right on the head I I said the same thing I was like man watching this guy drop 55 giving his heart and soul he's he's doing everything he can to to win the game and not see people around him even even try to elevate or step up a little bit more to try to help him I was like well shoot man I don't even know if this guy's gonna be motivated to play game six he's gonna probably be like well I gotta throw now I gotta score 80 points because we won't we won't win if I score fifty five. <laughs> All right, the pressure's exactly. on them. Like, how much more do you got to score in order to keep yourself in the like keep it yourself in the series at this point? Exactly, exactly. Another superstar that that's been all over the news, and we've been we've been going back and forth, and everybody's speculating. And you have some people saying he's going to stay, he's going to go. Is 
is Aaron Rodgers, right? So we we've all know that Aaron Rodgers missed the voluntary OTAs, but again, it's voluntary. It's just Gosh, it's, yeah. he was in Hawaii having a good time. I don't blame him. If I had a chance to go to Hawaii, I'm going to Hawaii myself. You know, Hawaii's great. Exactly. But- so another, <laughs> here we go again. Gosh, I'm going to sound like such a hater. I also can't see Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so no, like, and you're fine. You're, you're you're definitely fine. I mean, there's 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 people that agree with you on that because Aaron Rodgers, he has shown this before. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers. So my here's my take on Aaron Rodgers. Most people are probably thinking I'm a big Bears fan because I'm from Chicago. I'm actually not. I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, so I have reasons to hate Aaron Rodgers because you want to know how many times he's eliminated us on the first round of the playoffs <laughs> recently? A lot. Right, so, right. I, and I still will always say that Des caught that ball. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you will die with that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I will. I, regardless of that, I don't even think, even if I – and the Bears are Bears are my second team too, so I, I really am not an Aaron Rodgers fan. But – um. Even if I wasn't, I think it's his off the field actions that like bother me the most. Again, amazing athlete, uh, the Hall of Fame quarterback, of course. Like all of that could never take any of his talents away from him. But I think it's more of the way that things seem to come across in his off the field actions that like that rub me the wrong way. I feel like as we're getting closer to the NFL season starting and there's really been no moves made or, I mean, of course there's been rumors. I mean, we heard what he could possibly be going to Denver. I randomly heard the Raiders at one point, like all these different teams. I really don't know if anything will ever actually get done in time. I, for some reason think he's going to end up back with green Bay and he's going to be a baby and it's going to be a whole thing. I don't know. I could be wrong. If I see him going anywhere, I, but I, thinking maybe the Broncos, that's where I could see him going. But that's just a, a guess at this point. Oh, I agree with you. Everybody's been speculating. Where could he go? What could he do? Um, I just, I, the only place I would think that would be hilarious, and I know this sounds crazy, would be hilarious to see him play, would be in New Orleans. Like, that would be the only place I would see if you, you, you could try to stay in the NFC and still try to play Tom Brady twice a year and show your greatness and all the kinds of stuff. I, I would think, but like you said, the Broncos might be a, might be a better fit. You know, Elway was, uh, he's always looking for the best next best quarterback. So you're right. Aaron Rodgers does seem like he's, he's pouting a little bit here. Uh, so I agree with yeah. you. I think ultimately that he probably does stay in green Bay. Like there's no way, I, I don't know if he's doing this. As a, yeah. I don't know if he's doing this as a bluff move um, to motivate them to go get people. Um, right. And then again, I don't know if Green Bay even wants to do it because it's 16 years to the to the exact year that they did it to uh, Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying right. when, when they when they went and drafted Rodgers. So I don't know if they're like, yeah, we don't, we want you. Of course we want you. Saying it like that, but really want him to leave. I have yeah. no idea. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I, I I go start campaigning for Julio Jones and all the other players to come play with me, so we could mm-hmm. try to try to stay there. But I don't see any moves being done by the GM. So it lets me know that maybe they really don't want Aaron there. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you, too, on that. And I also think this is another thing that like bugs me about Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, he announces that he doesn't want to stay in Green Bay on draft day. Yeah. I'm like, you do do this as, I'm like, is he doing this as, like, a power move? Or is he doing it because now he was the biggest, he was the biggest headline of the of the day. It wasn't who got drafted first anymore or who was in the first round or anything like that. It was all about his Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Yeah. What's Green Bay's move going to be for the draft? What That'll give us an indication of what's happening with Aaron Rodgers, basically. Well, see, that was a Shefty move. Adam Scheffner. Uh, he came on on ESPN. He was saying right. about how he didn't he got he didn't get any actual reports, but he had heard it before, and he right. dropped it on that day. And you're right, it consumed the entire draft day. It didn't matter about those kids anymore. It didn't matter about you know no. people that were getting it. All we want to know is what's going on in Green Bay. And then you just saw uh-huh. Twitter and everything else go on fire, uh, trying to figure this out. And then people were saying, well, these rumors must not be true. They're not true. It's Aaron Rodgers. Why would he leave? But I kept telling my friends and, and other and family members like, look. If it wasn't true, it's one tweet that Aaron Rodgers has to do. It's one line that right. says one little thing. Put one little thing out it. there saying, "Hey, this wasn't accurate. Hey, this was whatever." And I think it clearly is based on the actions we've seen now with him vacationing yeah. and taking time off and whatever else he's doing. It seems right. like it, it must have been true the entire time. Exactly, and you you hit around the head. Exactly, exactly. Which God bless him. I hope he hope he knows what he's doing and and. 
Maybe he maybe he has uh, something up his sleeve. I, I, we'll see it when it comes. Uh, the one thing I do want to ask you, since you are a Cubs fan, uh, they've recently are now the leaders in North uh, National League uh, Central, right? The NL Central. Yes. They, yes. they breezed right by the Padres. They did not have a problem with them. What I was no gonna, problem at all. We got a nice sweep today. Oh, it was beautiful. I mean, and then, so just so you know, I am a football guy. Went to college playing ball. I am not a baseball man, right? But okay. But I have learned to love the sport because I have actually a 10-year-old son who has been playing, you know, ever since T-ball, working his way up. He is opposite of his father. He likes playing football, but he likes baseball more. So, love it. Right. So in the years, I've been like, okay, let me let me learn what the kid learns. So I'm, it's kind of weird, but I'm learning as he's learning because I've never, I haven't played baseball like that. Right, right. So me and him are watching these games. His favorite player happens to be Tatius on the Padres. So really? Right. We were yeah. watching the game and I was like, well, I'm going to interview somebody that loves the Chicago Cubs, buddy. So, <laughs> yeah, he was. I absolutely love that. And I love to see that you're actually saying that, like, your son, he's younger and he loves baseball because I feel like baseball is one of those sports that, unless you really got started with it young like that, I feel like the love for the game has kind of died over the years. Like, people always talk about, like, baseball's a dying sport and the fan base isn't the same and people don't love it the same. What do we have to do to get more? I was reading actually an article today about like, how can baseball and the MLB get more sauce in the game? Like, how do we make this more entertaining for people? And I hate seeing that because I just love baseball so much. I feel like it's an easy game to pick up because it is a little bit slower pace, but yet I still think it's so fun. But I'm like my, my Cubs right now, I'm very proud of because at the beginning of the season, you know, we started off pretty hot actually right at the beginning. Then things really took a turn and people were like, they're identifying themselves as a 500 team. Like everybody expected this season, yada, yada, yada. And I really was like, you know, at the heart of our team, we still have a lot of guys that are very good players. We've got a great manager. Like there, there's a lot of good still with the Cubs that I think, you know, we still have a chance to make a playoff run, a possible World Series appearance if we can get our act together. Yeah. And I feel like over the month of May and the end of April, they've really come together as a club and showed people that they do have the talent. And it's not always about, I think the, one of the Cubs' problems over the last couple of years that people were like, they should be better than they are. They have all these big name players. A lot of those guys, I feel like we're always swinging for the fences mm. and they weren't focused on playing small ball, just getting the next guy on base, bringing in runs, playing good defense, like everything like that. I feel like they're starting to figure that out slowly and the Cubs look really good. They all they care about is playing solid baseball. They care about getting runners on, bringing guys in. It's not all about who's going to hit the ho- most home runs or anything like that. And they're having fun while doing it. So I'm really happy. We're in sole, uh, we're in sole uh, ownership of first place right now. So that's huge for us. Right. And I mean, heck, we just beat the Padres, who yeah. are in first in their division. Now we have the Giants next, who are also really good this year too. But we proved ourselves really well against uh, the Padres now. We swept the Dodgers earlier this season. Yes, so yeah. we've had a couple of really good series, and I feel like we're looking really good. So I'm, I'm feeling really good about how the Cubs are doing. Oh, I, I, I listen, I, I completely agree with you. So I've been following them and watching them. And to see that, first of all, the Chris Bryan's batting average is is the third baseman is, is just going up, up and up. He's leading the team in batting average. Javier's right. doing his thing with runs batted in and, and home runs. He's doing – they are playing great baseball right now because they have won the, the what, nine of the last ten games yeah. they have won. They're, they're definitely on a streak. So you def- – and, and you know baseball and you know sports. Whatever those guys are doing, superstitious-wise, right? Because <laughs> whatever they're keep wearing – Yeah, keep doing it. If you're wearing your old socks, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it because you right. got to keep winning the baseball games. But you said it like you said it earlier. They have to play the Giants. They got four games with the Giants. They go back to play the Padres again uh, for another three games, and then they got to play yeah. St. Louis, who's also leading in, in their division as well. So right. the Cubs, they have a hard a hard schedule here, hard road. Yeah, they've if, got a tough road. They do. If they come out ahead, though, these guys clearly might be the front runner to try to go back right to, the, to try to go I, to the World Series. I think so too because you're playing. I mean, a lot of teams right now that people were predicting early on would be playing in the World Series. Right. So if you're looking like you can beat those teams, I mean, 
I don't see how people couldn't start looking at them as content, possible contenders right. as opposed to earlier in the year, nobody thought the Cubs would even come close to that. But I would think you'd have to start changing your mindset a little bit. Oh, the Cubs do especially really well on this stretch. Oh, absolutely. If they let's say they let's say they they was it four games with the Giants, three. Yeah. So let's say they win, you know, out of the next ten games, they win seven out of the ten games. Like that's a good streak. It is. That's a hell it's of a great. streak they have to play baseball because then the games that they lost were probably, you know, maybe an error or something that's crazy. But right. if they win all ten, then yeah, these guys are clear cut contenders because it took them a while to start pulling away in, in division a little bit, but mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. If these guys come away and they start pulling away. I need you to come back on here and let's talk about it because maybe this was the start of of the push of the, <laughs> of the dynasty. I love that. Yeah, the, maybe that that's what they needed. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, and I'm like on the on the AL side, Chicago in general right now, baseball wise, we look good. Yeah, the White Sox look really good too. I'm not a White Sox fan at all. I <laughs> not at all. I'm definitely a Cubs fan, but I don't hate the White Sox. Like yeah. I'm not. A White Sox hater, like if they do well, good for them, but I'm not cheering for them per se. Right. But the White Sox look really good too, and they've got a couple of their best players injured. So that just makes me think they get those guys back next season or whenever they may come back from injury, they're gonna be even better than they are now. And that's true. So, do, do you fear any team in in for your Cubs? Do you like ooh, who do you fear? You know what I mean? Like who you say like shit, I don't wanna play them. Um So when at the beginning of the season, so I actually have a sports podcast as well. Yes. And my co-host and I, we taught, we always give like our really early prediction picks. And at the very beginning, I originally had said, I thought the Braves were going to make it really far this Mm. year. And I'm pretty disappointed to see that the Braves are not playing as well as I thought they would be. If I really had to look at a team that I thought was maybe going to be trouble, I might honestly say the White Sox. I always right. And I always think that just because the Cubs are an NL team, they're a National League team, they have more experience with those other National League teams in the regular season. And I'm thinking down the stretch – Say we make the playoffs, we make it further, and we end up, you know, going to the World Series or something. I, I think it'd be super cool if it was a White Sox Cubs World Series. That'd be the best thing ever. But I could see the White Sox being trouble for the Cubs, and I'm, I don't know when the Crosstown Classic is. It's usually in July, but I'll be excited to see how that series goes for sure because I think it'll be a really good series this year to watch. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's and that's what's up. I, I'm excited. You you make me uh, uh, pumped up to watch even more baseball because I have it yes. literally linked in my office at my desk when when games are coming up. I have it linked. And, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 tuning in. People think I'm actually like crunching numbers or something, but the only, <laughs> the only thing I'm watching is is baseball at my computer desk. So that's even better. So. Uh, yeah. But I know you're a busy woman. I know you've just flown back in and, and getting home and getting settled. I really appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time and talking with me. You are more than welcome to use this platform however you would like to. Uh, I know I'm going to promote you as much as possible, so you'll probably see me doing mentions and stories. But it's only because I, I really, truly enjoy uh, another person that loves sports as much as I do. You know what I mean? Awesome. Definitely, definitely. Anything you tag, let me know. I want to make sure I get it out there on my social media handles too so people can give it a listen sure absolutely and and please let the people know about your, your podcast where they can find you the the sports oh, betting yes so uh instagram is probably my area where i i guess i post the most social media wise and that's shy sports chick so it's chi sports chick mm-hmm. and then uh twitter i'm t math 11792 and I, gosh, I'm on, I'm on TikTok as well. All, unfortunately, all my handles are different. It's Taylor Mathis 94. Um, and then my podcast is called Brunch and Ball. You can find that on Apple um, Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. So that's where you can uh, give a listen to that. We talk sports, but we kind of do a twist on it. We have athletes on, interview them, talk sports with them. But then we also talk about their dating lives and what it's like to date as an athlete. So oh, that's really better. fun. We've got some good, we've got some really, really funny stories that we have had on there. And then my, my co-host always likes to give me crap and I tell some hilarious, uh, 
stories about weird DMs I've gotten and <laughs> things like that. So I, you know, that, and again, I, I, I went for our first interview. I wanted to keep it a little bit, but I definitely would like to come back and hear some of oh, those stories. You can ask me any questions you want. I'm an open book with that stuff. <laughs> That's perfect. I have some great stories about, I'm like, I give some great stories about athletes, about I've got some really funny ones for sure. Oh, perfect. So th- that's what we're going to do the next time that you come on. We'll we'll do it a little bit longer when you're, when you're a little bit more settled in, maybe a, a glass of wine where we can chill and relax and, and bring right. up all the stories that you want. You know what I mean? Sounds fun. That sounds great. All right, perfect. We're going to go ahead and, and, and wrap it up, but I, just so the people know, we got a whole bunch of guests coming on board. You're going to be you're going to be pretty impressed in the next couple of weeks of seeing who's going to be coming here on On The Clock Radio. And it's going to be it's going to be really good. Also, you're going to be happy to know that we are part of Dr. Squatch, uh, uh, partnered up with them, sponsors with them. We're going to have a promo code that we're going to put on the website and the link that you can click and that you can go to and get discounts on, on Dr. Squatch soap. And if you haven't used it, you, you, you're you going to love it, man. I'm, I'm telling you right now. it's, it's So that's soap. the key. You've been using the soap. Ah, that's You've soap. been using it, the soap. Exfoliated my gave, mind, bro. It exfoliated your temples. That's what it did. And I'm receiving Look, all of it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of you. I, I see. I need some of that soap. So I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you where to go get it, Reggie. I'll show you where. I'll send you the link, and I'll put it up there for all the fans to go get it, too, yeah, man. man. Put it up there. I need I, to give you some of that soap. I got you, man. So the next time we come up here, man, we'll be we'll – be, Trust me, I tell you, there's going to be a lot of things going on for On The Clock Radio. So all the fans, if you want to know, catch us at On The Clock Radio. You can send me an email at ontheclock20 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at On The Clock Radio. We also have a Facebook group, OTC Sports, if you want to join the talk and you want to debate with us uh, and get an answer within you know, the next five, ten minutes, whatever the case is, come join us with the, on the show or join us on Facebook and we'll, we'll battle out. And if you really have the guts to come uh, debate me and Tyrone, come and do that. <laughs> You're going to have a great time. Until then, it's me, Raul Escano, and the boys from the Bay, Reggie Edwards and Tyrone Benson. I love you guys. We'll talk to you guys soon, man. All right, y'all. Peace. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. You sound so formal. <laughs> <laughs>